Greetings, film fans, and welcome to episode 26 of The Big Review Ski, the superhero film show from Joe and Her that by day is forced to live a quiet and secretive suburban life, and by night does good deeds and saves the world, all while hiding its superpowers from everyone around it. I'm your host, Owen DeHardy. I'm delighted to be joined by two of my favourite spandex-wearing superheroes. It's Rory Cashin and Paul Moore. And can I just say, lads, that spandex is tight. Uh, I don't think anyone in the world <laughs> ever wants to see me in spandex. I want to see you both in spandex. Well, I got sparkly ones for you as well. There you go. Yeah. Do you actually have a collection, like a range? It depends on what type of mood I'm in. You know, Mondays okay. is like you know formal spandex. Sure. Weekend, formal, is, weekend yeah. is you know the, 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 when you go big. Paul comes in spandex. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bring out the weekend spandex. You see, there's sparkly Paul or non. They have to be painted onto me though. Oh, that's moving swiftly onwards. You d- you brought this up. I know. I regret every decision I've made in my life up until this point. Fair. Always uh, mantra for life. If you'd like the Big Review Ski to be your hero, uh, Enrique Iglesias style, you can Ooh. tweet us on Twitter at Big Review Ski, and you can WhatsApp us on the phone by using this number. What's the number this week? Oh, uh, 72 okay. 3 90, cool. 94 pi yep. square root of b squared. That's enough numbers. Denominator. We've, we've got them all. Or you can just shout really loud and we'll hear you with our super ears. Mm-hmm. Because we're superheroes, like superheroes. Oh, I got it. Oh, yeah. I see. I don't know. Yeah. Clever, yeah. We've got an incredible show coming up <laughs> this week, as we'll be joined by the writer and director of Incredibles 2, not The Incredibles 2, just Incredibles 2, yeah. uh, the genius that is Brad Bird, and the producer of that film, John Walker. I didn't really know anything about him. Is he a whiskey? No. <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't know anything uh, about him either. He just has produced some of Pixar's stuff, including The Incredibles 2. He seems like a nice person I'm sure he has lots of money now happy days where we can listen to the money bags Walker and Brad Bird later on the show plus we've got millions of reviews more it's three more head scratching high clues and some good goodies to give away yeah exactly coming up on gamillions gamillions oh 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 we've a a megment oh do we have a megment yeah surprise megment activate the surprise megment music (laughs) rawr (laughs) anyway so it's a month Till the Meg is in our cinemas. uh, And I got my book arrived. From the author? Yes, signed by Steve Alton. It just says, Rory, best wishes, Steve. So it could (laughs) be. That is so personal. I feel like he he knows you already. But I uh, proceeded to read um, (laughs) the book that the movie's based on. Uh, It might... I'm sorry, Steve. It might be the worst thing <gasps> ever. No, but by worst, do you mean the best? Yeah, like if the if the movie opens the way the book opens, <laughs> I will be. That was the girliest gig I've ever. <laughs> I'm so excited! It it opens in, in 65 million years ago when a group of dinosaurs are being attacked by a T Rex, and the T Rex gets stuck in a puddle of mud on the on the side of a river, and then this giant megalodon thing uh, jumps up and eats the T-Rex yeah and the other dinosaurs are like looking going thank god like they're actually they're thinking they, oh, they have get- an internal monologue like thank god that wasn't dinosaur us dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. that's amazing and I was really like what is this uh, and then it jumps forward 65 million years to Jason Statham's character finding his wife <laughs> finding his wife cheating on him with his best mate oh no yeah. do we get any other internal thoughts yeah, we do. Oh, we do. It, it, okay. It's about the same IQ level as the dinosaurs. sounds awesome. If it's a faithful adaptation, yeah, it, I, like I stand by, it's going to be the greatest film ever. Made. Oh, this is phenomenal! Like as if we weren't excited enough. Ah, uh, like you I have, have no just... idea. Um, but it. Oh my god, I just 
our, our appetites have been whetted. Oh my! Um, oh, that's that was a good magment. That's a good magment. That's a good magment. Now it's time for a different segment. Right. Uh, it's time for the big question on the big review scheme last week. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say a big thank you to Caro Doherty who was filling in. Your relation? Uh, yes. Well. The, as you said, Paul, it's contractually obliged. It must be somebody with the surname Doherty or O'Doherty yes. uh, to be on the show. Are there so, any other uh, famous Doherty's we can Pete, get in? Pete Doherty's Pete Doherty, come we, in. Got, we got Matt Doherty, the, uh, the Irish, a little Irish bit footballer we got him in. Ken um, Doherty will be in as well. Ken Doherty, yeah. Uh, Gary a Doherty. Few to pick from. Mammy Doherty. She's just my mommy. Just say, don't... Don't say that. Da- Daddy Doherty. He'll be there as well. Um, so it was an amazing question. If you could choose an artist to make a music biopic about, who would it be and who would you cast to play them? And well, it was great because we only gave one answer each. Owen wasn't here, so we didn't get like ten. Uh, there were a few sneaky ones, like uh, maybe not in this question, but uh, who did you go for again, Roy? I picked Aaliyah. That's right. Oh, yeah. good story. Any excuse to play, try again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who did you go for? I went for Marvin Gaye. That's right. And he knows. He knows. Know, right. no, no. I gave that That's answer. right. You did. Oh, he was here. I had and my reason. Car went for Dean Martin as well. She did. Yeah. Which is yeah. Three fantastic shows. Oh, I should have. Yeah. You weren't Given here. Ten. You weren't here to well, answer it. And I, I guess was, you don't have an answer. Uh, oh, okay. I'll keep moving. <laughs> Celine Dion. For this she's week's big alive. question, I know, but like she's class. Who's going to play Celine Dion? Me. Oh. If it can't be me, you. Yeah. If it can't be me, it's all coming I back to him now. Look at this. I. <laughs> Demand this film be made. <laughs> I will play Celine oh, Dion. Think twice about your answer, okay? I'm going to give you this one here. It is the single greatest tune of all time. Let's hear a little bit. Is this a joke? Are you actually going to play the song? No, I forgot to line up there. <laughs> Christ. Well, will like, add it in post. You'll actually see, like, on the analytics, the amount of people just <laughs> dropping <laughs> off. It was a good run. Insane. It's such an amazing Remember when we song. had listeners to this show? That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, for this week's big question on the bigger view ski, it's over to me, Owen. And uh, like you last week, Paul, really thinking outside the box, I went for tying in with Incredibles 2. What's your favourite Pixar movie? Just kept it nice and simple. Sure did. <laughs> like really simple. But, but I, no, I Pixar, feel like unbelievable films. Oh yeah, and that therein lies the problem. Okay. Uh, you have more than one answer. Don't I you? don't. He scratched showgirls <laughs> off of this. Yeah. <laughs> the animated version. Yeah. Um, well, what did Jesus, you go for, can Paul? Can you imagine that? I'm Rory. <laughs> what did I say? Paul. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> you want to know? You want to know mine? Okay, this actually is really hard. But I have gone for a film that uh, I think the first fifteen minutes is the most beautiful animation picture I've ever made. And aside from that, it's a wonderful story of a little boy uh, who finds the unlikeliest of friends in a character that I see a lot of myself in when I grow up. And aside from that, <laughs> we also have up. one of the greatest psychics in Pixar history. And I think you'll get it straight away as soon as you hear this. Hi there. Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! The amount of times I quote that line to friends of mine is beyond count. And also that I really think I'm going to end up being Mr. Fredrickson, just bitter and angry at everything. And I'm really happy with that, if that turns out to be true. End up there. You're already there. And uh, up uh, the first 20 minutes. (laughs) Up is the film. Up uh, first 20 minutes will break your heart. And it's an absolute beautiful, beautifully animated film. Yeah, I think everyone's. I, yeah, I, it's a bit towards the end where the dogs are like flying the planes and shooting, and I was like, hmm. 
it, it didn't it didn't uh, yeah he didn't enjoy that bit as much but the yeah as you said that opening segment which I think is like universally agreed is one of the most oh, yeah. just like ridiculously and emotional the, the house with the balloons and the, yeah. always, and the yeah. always sunny parody is pretty good of it as well yeah what about you Rory is it that's it that's, that's the, the one, one. what did there. you go for well I, I kind of I gave the game away I think um, last week maybe when I said The First Incredibles was one of my mm. top five movies of all time um, so yeah it's The Incredibles here's, Cars too. here's the bit that no matter how many times I hear it or see it it's it's never not funny You feel like they're in the room. It's perfect. Just the dialogue is just perfect, and, that, and like it's actually a very busy visual scene because helicopters, and <laughs> yeah, robots are exploding, exploding outside, everywhere, and they're having this mini domestic because she wants to have a house party. And the greatest good you'll ever know. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Incredibles, brilliant shout. So obviously we'll get to your review of Incredibles two later on, but I'd say you're just a teeny little bit excited about that one. Yeah, uh, I there's there was some very high standards to be met, and. Uh, it was also an absolute pleasure to speak to the people behind it. <laughs> the man and the man. Like, oh, you're like a genuine genius. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely brilliant at what you do. Um, speaking of genuine genius, uh, I went for... That's not me. I'm talking in reference to the, to the film. Oh, there, were, no, there, was, there was no confusion there at all. <laughs> uh, I went for Toy Story 3. Hey, guys. Woody? Woody! Woody! I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's Buzz? Lotso did something to him. He thinks he's a real space ranger again. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Return of the astronaut. Oh, Woody, we were wrong to leave Andy. I, I was wrong. Jesse's right, Woody. She was wrong. No, no, it's my fault for leaving you guys. From now on, we stick together. But Andy's leaving for college. College? Oh, down the mailman. We gotta get you home before Andy leaves tomorrow. Tomorrow? But that means... It means we're busting out of here tonight. What? Impossible. But there's no way out of here. No, there is one way out. One way. That broke me. Sure. As a, as a, like Fair. just, mm. I remember watching it in the cinema for the first time in 3D. Sorry, everybody. Remember, um, remember 3D? Remember 3D and being just thankful that there were 3D glasses on my face just to stop all the tears that were just <laughs> streaming I remember watching it in Letterkenny and I was just that's not why I was crying Letterkenny's lovely and uh, I remember then watching it at home one Christmas uh, me and my brother the two of us bawling our eyes out especially towards uh, the end mm. and not to give anything away but I remember my brother just like threw his tears he was like this is the most manipulative <laughs> filmmaking I've ever seen and I love it and uh, yeah because there's elements of horror there's elements of uh, escape movies it's the one where the toys uh, all end up in Sunnydale um, yeah. or it's Sunnyside great, it's a great escape basically yeah pretty much and um, 
And then you've got uh, the bear. Oh, Evil Jesus, bear as well. Bear. Like, so, uh, Toy Story. I know Toy Story obviously was massively uh, or made a massive impact whenever it was first released um, just because it was completely groundbreaking but Toy Story 3 for me I think is uh, is my favourite This is actually one of the reasons if I ever have a kid one of the things I'd be happiest about is just getting to relive all these films and like sit yeah. down with them and just bring them through from <laughs> The child like, is three days old t- Sit down and watch my films <laughs> They'll get this subtext in The Incredibles <laughs> They'll understand it but like what was the first one Toy Story then A Bug's Life and all the way up to Incredibles it was, Toy Story was the first yeah, Toy Story was yeah, the very first one. All the yeah. way up, and geez, the standard has never dropped across Pixar. Maybe the odd time. Cars. Good Dinosaur. A little bit. Good Dinosaur yeah. is quite bad. I didn't mind the Good Dinosaur now. Cars 2 and 3 are. Yeah, they're quite not bad. Not fantastic. Well. But listen, like, just focus on the positives. Brave was only okay. Inside Out was. Oh, that's Monsters amazing, Inc. is genius. Monsters Inc. is genius. Oh, we could go on. We could do this all day. Well, we could do this all day. Good. Anyway, those are our favourite Pixar films. We'd love to know yours as well. So do get in touch on the number four and uh, and let us know. Um, now it's time for our example high clue. Oh. And before we get stuck oh. into this, Paul, you are being summoned before the court <gasps> for. Heresy. Oh my god. Oh my Last god. week's I cl- I was sitting listening to the show and nobody did a syllable count. No. Well, we kind of went. We went off script. So the, the, we knew right, we could have. Like, we were too we, busy having fun. Yeah. Yeah. We knew we could actually have. We fun. were free for once, and we so didn't, get, that, we didn't get that bloody music either, did we? No, so no, just a, a reminder: it's a wee film riddle. It's in the style of a Japanese haiku. Uh, haiku. So five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, and the answer is a film title. Mm. So you went for miles of hard work. Miles of hard work. Hello, four syllables. Uh, Triple J loves cracking whip seven. Uh, seat and stick four, part five. Four, seven. Throwing very. Five. Miles of very hard work. It's grand. Okay, there, we go. there you go. That's miles of Did you get the answer there after? That's it was six now. Six. That adds on an extra two. Miles, miles of, of some of hard work? <laughs> miles of some work doesn't it make sense. Miles of some. Anyway, you're banished. You're banished. <laughs> Can I get uh, xylophone in there somewhere? Yeah, I think there so. We'll add that in. But now we've got this week's example high clue. Over to you, Rory. Yeah, I, well, this one should be easy. Oh, don't do that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What? You and your voice message last week, you literally said oh, if you I don't was, get it, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, that was rude. My yeah, daddy actually said to me. He your was what? Like, my, my dad said to me. Uh, he's like, that wasn't nice of one. So I, I apologise. Your dad listens? Yeah, no, loves the show. Uh, it was actually him who pointed like the syllable kind. Of, he was like, there's only four in that first line. No. Yes, yeah, swear to God. Master Doherty. Uh, yeah. yeah. Point ah, so that's one of the high masters. So that's where he gets it from. All right. yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we going for this week? What, what the answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> the high clue. Russia's not happy. Tell me about it. They'll need eyes like hawks. They'll need eyes mm-hmm. like hawks. Mm-hmm. On top of the world. On top of the world. Okay. Syllable count. Okay. Russia's not happy. Five. They'll need eyes like. What? Hawks. They'll need eyes like hawks. Five on top of the world. Five. Five, five, five. That's, I'm, I'm leaving. Just shut the it's whole thing It's not a good fortnight for the clues. What is this? Like We've descended into anarchy. Example, it's completely wrong. I wrote it down on the thing again. I wrote it on the, <laughs> the syllable counter. Real? They'll. Oh yeah, that, that's what like I did hawks. last week too. Five, yeah, five, five, yeah. five. We need two more syllables in the. They'll need very eyes like hawks. Some. They will need. Xylophone. Eyes like hawks. 
<laughs> still five. That's six. They will. Oh, they will. Oh, I thought I you had. said Dale. 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 Oh, but that's still word. six. That's still a problem. They will need eyes like some hawks. No, no they, that they're doesn't they're work. Hawks. They're they're hawks. Hawks. Is Hawks a capital W? Or <laughs> no, it's not. Is it a capital H? Wrap <laughs> the show up. <sighs> is it? <laughs> did you even write this? I did. But I have it all written in capitals. That's how I write. Oh, they're <laughs> all capital letters. Okay, so Russia's not happy. They will need eyes like Hawks, plus another syllable, <laughs> <laughs> on top of the world. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Russia's not happy. For some reason, I've got like a sporting film. I thought the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. There. I had I Mighty, Ducks. Mighty Ducks. You too, think of not. whose high clue this is and realize how stupid that is. You don't like oh, the Mighty. You Ducks? don't like the Mighty Ducks sports movies. Oh. Well, Mighty Ducks. Mighty people, Ducks is a lesson. Relationships. It's, it's a life it's lesson life film and, and overcoming and being the underdog. I could talk underdog forever. Underdog. Good boy. Um, Rush is not happy. <gasps> they the will need eyes of the hawk. They will need eyes, eyes of the hawk. Of the hawk. Is that seven? They will need <laughs> eyes of the hawk. It is. We've nailed it. Look, look, I actually... But we've run out of time for today. Whoops. Oh, my paper's on the floor. Oh, you'll be great. On top of the world. Of the hawks and then I, I don't know what I did. I don't know what that I is. Scribbled out the right one. Any thoughts? I mean, for some reason, I was thinking I was thinking Russia, they, but it's Iceland is the other team yeah. they play. Top uh, of the world. Is that... Um, top of the world, man. Um, is that planet, the planet thing in Toy Story with the... Well, let's say we're, we're talking about Pixar. Is Roy Tyner doing with Pixar films? Russia's not happy. They will need eyes. There's no mention of Russia in the first in no. the Toy Stories. I have a feeling it's Pixar, just given the. We don't our ourselves on top of the world. Okay, we'll come listen. back to it. Yep, we'll keep racking our brains uh, about that one. Um, and now, oh, last week, you just did silence for this. Play, can we can we please have this tune? And play it loudly in Roy's ears, please. Look under the movies. Last week was a nice episode, wasn't it? Had fun. Absolute carnage. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here are the top 10 films in the Irish box office this week. Number 10, it was out of the top 10. It's back in there. Show dogs. Yeah. It's like a a stray dog that you don't want to come back to your house, but it just keeps returning. Go away. Uh, Number 9. didn't mean anything. Number nine, <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes. Anything, Paul? Uh, yeah, how about a biopic of a uh-huh. tr- famous Irish band called uh-huh. the Wolf Gnomes? I'll take it. Number eight is Tag. <laughs> I like the Wolf Gnomes. That's yeah. good. Uh, what did you... You reviewed Tag a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's not as uh, funny as Game Night or Blockers, which kind of have set the bar for this year, but it's it's grand. Most of jokes hit, and Isla Fisher kind of steals every scene when she goes batshit mental. And yeah, it's it's funny. You like it. Number seven is Dublin Old School. Good to see it doing well there. As Dubs, what did you both think? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed how it made Dublin look like a city you'd want to go partying in. Which is did you go partying after seeing it? No, I'm too old now. Okay. Um, number six was Adrift. Rory. <laughs> yeah, Charlene and Sam Tiffin. <laughs> Sam Cleflip. Uh yeah, I'm actually surprised it's still in there. It's doing all right, yeah. Yeah, it's just drifting along. Okie dokie. Number five. Bad jokes. Uh number five in the Irish box office this week is Patrick, which isn't about our not Lord and Saviour, patron saint. Has it risen? It's yeah. It's oh, it's actually moving up the charts. Yeah, it was number seven last week. So we now have two dog movies in our two top dog 10. movies. The dogs are slowly but surely coming uh, towards us. Cara reviewed that one last week. She wasn't overly fussed on it. No, I haven't heard a single positive thing about it. So enjoy that, people. Single who po- are po- making positive thing about it. Pogative. Yeah. Uh, Pogative. Pogative. 
I'll allow it. No, you won't. <laughs> Pogative. Uh, that might. Oh obviously, God, those twenty-six films episodes in. That might be the worst joke you've ever I made. I doubt that. There must be some seriously bad ones. Pogative. Pogative. Nah, uh, they're obviously going to keep in <laughs> They're obviously doing well because it's the summer holidays and the kids are off, so we're going to see those. Kids, uh, go see Sicario too. Soldado. <laughs> yeah. Now, Roy, you wrote a great uh, piece in this about how the most disappointing thing about Sicario Two is the fact that it is only very good mm. um, yeah thank you as we were saying um, a couple of weeks ago it's just it feels like you know it's it's kind of not copying but but paying homage to all the brilliant aspects of the first Sicario film but it just doesn't quite reach uh, the quality um, of that first film did you get to see it? I did I just thought it was good I wouldn't even say very good I thought <gasps> it, it, and in a way it's True, no fault of its own, says that I loved the first Sicario, and as Rory rightfully says, it was like the best horror film that's not a traditional horror film. But as well, Del Toro's character just seemed like he was in a completely different, well, it is a different film, but just didn't feel that connection to that mystery and enigma he was in the first film. That menace wasn't there. And I think it's because we, we found out too much about him. Probably, yeah. and it felt like it was true grit at times for the last half hour. I'm not going to say too much, but. It's just like... It was a Western. Yeah, there was no inclination of this whatsoever. And I thought as well... Yeah, it just like people were kind of ticking boxes as opposed to really making a statement, which I thought in the first one. And Did you think it was racist? No, I never got that vibe, to be honest, that mm-hmm. often. Um, the first scene was, was great. I thought, Jesus Christ, anything kind of goes. But it never really lived up to that kind of shock and awe from the opening scene and I was left very cold to it and I'm really disappointed because I loved yeah. the first one as we yeah. said the, the first one I think is, a, is an absolute masterclass in filmmaking and not just with Del Toro's character and kind of uh, revealing too much about it I felt the same about Brolin's character yeah. it was like there's a lot of talking heads in it um, I found and and the worst thing is that I'm not interested in seeing this story continue anywhere to be honest now no I yeah I know they're, they're they said they got blood back and maybe whoever's uh, driving that helicopter above us <laughs> to direct it it's just horrible he's after us yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, yes yeah. I would be in uh, yeah but it was just like it's, it's Del Toro and Brolin again like mm, yeah. I don't know yeah. no it was it was a mess like it started Middle Eastern terrorism and then tried to bring it back to the geopolitical landscape of Mexico and the US and I was like I don't think it even knew what it wanted to say uh, as opposed to the first one was a very tight concise thriller horror as you said that focused on fish out of water but this seemed to go all over the political landscape and it didn't really land anywhere for me to be honest so that's uh, Sicario 2 Soldado is uh, number 4 in the Irish box office this week number 3 is our only new entry this week The First Purge yeah yeah <laughs> not fussed <laughs> No, like, no, it's it's not, not even as, as a decent horror film. A couple of no, of, it's not even it's not it's not a horror film. I don't think it's become an action film somehow. Right? Okay. Um, and it does it, that disappoint you? No, because if 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 it had to try to be a horror film from like the opening scene or not a horror film, an action film from the opening scene, I'm like, all right, but it only for the first hour, it's this really kind of lame political allegory, and then only in the last half hour, it turns into. Uh, an action film oh, and, you by, were, and by then I was like Bleh. yeah because you were saying kind of like uh, it goes about Rambo at the end which is never really a bad thing but no um, like most films 
should take <laughs> go over Rambo. Take, go Rambo, but uh, Schindler's best man the, needed to be more Rambo. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you not think if Schindler at the end had just gotten a couple of <laughs> like, like massive Liam Neeson biceps, made just, some shells that actually worked? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that that's, is, that's a funny. That, bit, that bit insensitive, see? but yeah. <laughs> you see, do you hear that? Don? That's how you do it. Comedy number two is Ocean's Eight in the Irish box office. Thought it was fine. Thought it could have been much cooler though. Um, and number one, the Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, was just making an absolute bucket load of money yeah it's been number one for about three years now about that about yeah. that but uh we, we <laughs> since the jurassic era the more the more time away from it the more i'm like god that's uh that's another problem remember jurassic the first jurassic world um and the the big kind of megalodon kind mm-hmm. of yeah. dinosaur thing that's the indo- indominus no the indominus rex was the one that escaped this is the one that came from the sea the, the yeah, water yeah. one yeah. The water it, it was in, it's in the body of water that's in it's like completely surrounded by glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did they, at the start of Fallen Kingdom, drive a submarine into a body of water that's in the middle of the island with no external access to it? I feel like... Did they like move the lake? Was it in the, was it in the middle? Like it, yeah. Or were it just the controls in no, the middle? It's okay. in the middle. I've I, only seen it the one, but... yeah. I, that's at the I very just, start. I, I don't have of, the answer for you. I don't have the answer. The Fallen Kingdom. I was like, oh, although. Wait, what? <laughs> so you just got a list of problems with it now. Can't and wait till the third. Like, one, like from the first second. <laughs> literally the like, first. Wait second. a minute. No, no. Okay. That's not where that lake was. Really no. hope the next film opens with like a little family walking to school on a nice day, and then the gigantic raptor jumps out of nowhere and eats them alive. That's a lovely. Thought. I think that's. I think that's the way they should go with it. PG. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom still the number one film at the Irish box office at the moment but possibly going to be replaced not next week Jurassic you're yeah. going to be extinct or whatever because Incredibles 2 has no. actually just become <laughs> yeah yeah extinct I get it the Incredibles 2 has just made the most at the US box office are you just laughing at your own joke <laughs> yeah. for ages someone's got to be funny on this show and uh, yeah they've just broken box office records in the states for making the most money uh, for an animated film ever <laughs> <laughs> he's gone we've lost Roy we've lost Roy this is good um, it's yeah, time for the big interview on the big review ski and uh, this yep. week we have the Incredibles 2 uh, director <laughs> and writer he's gone he's, he's gone. actually lost it Roy how were Brad and Johnny Walker lovely yeah yeah. anything else you want to say about them uh, we discussed smell? the lack of the oh in the title of the film mm-hmm. and did they give you a reason why there's no the yeah it's there? a pretty pretty uh, pretty good re- reason like they compare it to another film that also dropped the there and I was like oh yeah that never occurred to me <laughs> okay uh, yeah and they also just talked about how much they love coming to Ireland and sure uh, who doesn't yeah uh, and how they accidentally were making this film for so long uh, and, and it seems to be released at the peak of girl power superhero ah oh, good timing uh, yeah um, so yeah lo- lots of good stuff they talked about um, so while you sit back relax and listen to Roy chatting to Brad and John uh, Roy's just going to continue to laugh at his own jokes again extinct like that's yeah. funny that is funny thank you enjoy the interview Brad and John how are you both doing today good yeah. we're in Dublin for goodness sakes you are you can't, get much, can't get much better than that that's to be right uh, I am genuinely not blowing smoke when I say as a film critic people often say like what's your favourite movie and that's it's a no go just to pick one yeah, yeah. But the first Incredibles was is in my top five movies of all time oh, I absolutely love the first Incredibles uh, movie thanks. was there any 
uh, trepidation or concern at all where you were like, this, the first one was as close to perfect, I think, as you can get. Were you just like, we'll just leave that alone and maybe just not do a sequel? Uh, that was more of Michael Giacchino's feeling than, yeah. than it was mine, um, simply because I had such a good time making the first one. I, I knew that I wanted to return to it someday, and I had uh, a core idea for this film when we were promoting the first one. Um, but it took me a long time to get the rest of it. So, uh, uh, you know, and to Pixar's credit, they were like, uh, you know, when you're ready, we're ready. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, they didn't stick a, a burr under my saddle or anything like that. I just, I want to, I was going through um, the IMDb page for The Incredibles 2, and I seen this bit of trivia down the end, and I have to, I have to read it out to you because I thought it was hilarious. There was controversy when the title for this film was first released. While the first film was titled The Incredibles, this film was simply titled Incredibles 2. Many extreme fans expressed outrage, mostly <laughs> non-violently. Uh, mostly <laughs> non-violently, yeah, that's good. I was like, How was there a violent the reaction to the lack of that? Well, the Incredibles 2 sounds stupid. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't just, trip it, off it, the it's tongue. It's like The Incredibles 2. It's, it's like, like oh, it's too many The syllables. Terminator 2. Yes. I mean, yes. Terminator yeah. 2. Terminator Maybe we should have called it Incredibles 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if, and, we no had a, yeah if we had some descriptive, yeah. you know, claws after it, it would have <laughs> been... A, it's that's crazy. It just sounds stupid. Well, this <laughs> one, we're obviously focusing on Elastigirl. Uh, and you, you said yourself you've had this uh, kernel of an idea for a while now. Uh, and it's been 14 years. And lately we have seen a fantastic uh, upsurge in uh, female-centric superheroes. Uh, was that something that you were so and happy to if, see coming if in If you're advance? a chauvinist, you, you'd say upscourge. You know? <laughs> that's yeah. true. But we're not. So that's, right. No, we're, okay, we're, we're, good. We're all big fans of uh, the female superhero <laughs> genre here. But were you, when, you, when you knew you had this so far ago and you've seen the trend going that way, you must have been really happy to... to to know you, you know, I, I was just kind of two heads down, uh, you know, uh, to think too much about it. it it's just this was uh, a difficult film in that we had a year taken off, off our schedule, and that combined with high expectations leads to many a sleep in the, sleepless night. So, uh, uh, sure, I mean, you know, uh, uh, sure, if it if it fits with what's going on, that's nice, but. The, the real goal is to make something that's entertaining 100 years from now. And, and I thought it was a good way to explore different sides of Bob's and Helen's characters. And so that was the motivation more than any political kind of thing. But it can be drunk today. You can enjoy it today. You don't have to wait 100 years. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not like a fine wine that needs to age for 100 years. You can drink it today. Yes, it, yeah. <laughs> but I do look forward to being 134 years old and still enjoying it, so. Yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk and Catherine Keener were fantastic additions to, to the voice cast. Thank you. Uh, when it came to choosing the characters' voices for this, uh, would they, were they something you had in mind? Were they people who you? Those are my you? first choices yeah. for those roles. Absolutely, absolutely. And and um, I read something with some uh, uh, director recently, and he was giving a talk somewhere, and he was saying, you know, you never get your first choices, so don't write for your first choice. Just write the character, and you'll get what you'll get. And <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I've gotten my first choices a lot. 
And, yeah. and you know, it for me, even if they say no, you have something specific in your mind. You know, if anything that helps you flesh it out in your mind is a good thing. And, you know, Peter O'Toole was my uh, first choice when they brought me on to Ratatouille. And they had someone else for the ego role. And I had to, and I liked that actor that they had, but I didn't see it as as the character. I saw Peter O'Toole as the character. So, uh, um, you know, uh, absolutely, we've, we've been lucky right on down the line on, yeah. on these films and getting the people that we got. They are absolutely what I wanted. Has there ever been any uh, actor with a fantastic voice who you've yet to work with? Who, who out there who hasn't done an animated movie you think, they have a great voice and I, want, I would love to work with those? I know that I've said this probably a hundred times, but I, I can't think of it at the moment. If we go change the subject, I'll probably think yeah, of it it'll, it'll <laughs> really shortly. Yeah. But obviously from this film, people have uh, divined that I'm a Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul fan. Mm. So, uh, you know, uh, because uh, 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 the voice of Aaron Traub, uh, uh, Jonathan Banks, is also in this film. Right. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's a, a ton of marvelous actors that I that I would love to work with. Uh, a few months back, we spoke to uh, Leon Crick and Dala Anderson. They obviously came over to Ireland as well to uh, speak up the fantastic Coco. Uh, what is it about Ireland that keeps drawing Pixar over? Because uh, I know once you're done here, you're going to be traveling around. A you bit know, I, it's just like I don't want to be a shameless ass kisser. Or anything. Ah, go on. <laughs> but it's fine. but if I were to say a general thing, and look, every country has exceptions to this, and you know, I'm sure you have humorless people in in this country. But there's there probably is, one somewhere. There, <laughs> yes, but there is a general genial sense of humor to the con- country that I've uh, experienced. And uh, a natural inclination to storytelling, which to, means a lot to me. And and uh, I think people, even if they're just talking about what happened to them last week, you know, when they were shopping, there's a sense of storytelling to the way they convey the ta- tale. So for somebody that works in film as a storyteller, um, the storytelling DNA of Ireland is is palpable. And, and is it true your artists don't pay income tax? Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> You'd have to ask Bono. I think that may be I think true. We need to uh, at here. least I've heard that. You know, that Bono may be. would be the one to ask. He'd know more about that than I would. Brad and John, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Looks normal to me. When did this start happening? Since Helen got the job. I assume she knows. Are you kidding? I can't tell her about this. Not while she's doing hero work. Mama. Girl, come on. Leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't think so. I've got to succeed so she can succeed so we can succeed. I get it, Bob. I get it. When was the last time you slept? Who keeps track of that? Besides, he's a baby. I can handle it. I got this handled. So, you're good then. You got everything under control, right? What the? Cookie. Cha-cha want a cookie? Num num cookie. Cha-cha Num num cookie, 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 cookie. Wow, okay, okay. So he can still hear you from, from the other dimension. Yeah, that is freaky. Cookie, I think that's what I'm going to say. Cookie from now on. I cannot wait to see this film. Incredibles is obviously an unbelievable film, as you said. It's your not just one of your favorite. 
animated Pixar films, whatever. It's one of your favorite films of all time. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. like stakes were high for this one. Yeah, because we've all seen Monsters University. And we're like, mm. and we've all seen Finding Dory. And we're like, mm. uh, but you know, Toy Story two and three were mm-hmm. great. So it was it was kind of a crapshoot. You're like, I don't know how this is going to land. Uh, and plus, it's fourteen years later, uh, which is a massive gap. But they very cleverly start off Incredibles two seconds after the Incredibles ends Ooh, with them facing idea. the Underminer um, and them all deciding that you know they'll they'll fully embrace their superhero lifestyle except again it's kind of reset and they need the assistance of a, uh, a tech billionaire who's voiced by Bob Odenkirk and his genius sister who's voiced by Catherine Keener or Kinnear how do you say it? I would say Keener Keener, Keener. Keener. Um, uh, and if they can create a good enough positive campaign which is going to be entirely centred around Elastigirl then they can maybe sway the opinion of the public and then the government so Elastigirl is going out to you know save the day while Bob is left at home to become the parent uh, and you know from there everything kicks off so with your expectations massively uh, through the roof yeah did it live up to them it did uh, I've, yay, I've actually I've yay. seen it twice now and the second time it was even better than the first time because there's remember from the clip earlier from the first time we are like there's just uh-huh. so much going on and listening back it's like Christ that's so well written and it's just so funny and the voice performances are so spot on um, and it's the exact same for this one except this one looks magnificent like it's just beautiful to look at and the action sequences in it are beyond like anything you you like it's just so outside of the box we're so sick of seeing uh, <laughs> superhero movies where it's a huge battle above a city or there's a portal and if they close it like this it's really really original stuff and it's done brilliantly in a way that a lot of live action superhero stuff can't uh, just doesn't have the wherewithal to try and put it together and it's just really, really, really funny. Uh, like Bob trying to deal with being a, a not a single parent, but a, a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, the the house husband. He's just not equipped at all, uh, especially when you know the unique problems of the three kids come along, and Jack Jack finally kind of shows that he does have several different powers, not just one. Um. Yeah, it's just it's very it's just brilliant. It's really really good. This is a great day. This yeah. is really exciting. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait even more now to see it. It's just it, yeah, you'll watch you watch the whole thing with like a big massive smile on your big face, goofy uh, grin. Yeah. It's funny actually you mentioned the action that Brad Bird after that was uh, Mission Impossible. The film he made next after that because he had a bit of a lull after making yeah, the Incredibles. Corrected, yeah. Um, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah, and the set piece is obviously from Storyboard. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Sorry. Protocol. Yeah. The storyboard and background would have done it. And one of my favourite action sequences was the last 30 minutes of a different animation was How to Train Your Dragon. So it's clear to see yeah. that like action beats in like uh, animations are just as good as anything you've seen. Like yeah. and I, The Incredibles, I remember more for the set pieces, the original one, than actually like the like the Frozone clip there which is hilarious like, yeah. that was a great action film as well everything yeah. about it the music the setting the way it parodied uh, just those old kind of James Bond uh, yeah. you will mm. have twice kind of uh, layers and things as well oh, and as you said just like sumptuous to look at so the fact that this new one is well as good as well is it as good as they were or well oh we don't want to pick I've, Sophie's Choice I like my immediate reaction was it's as good um and then a few days later, I was like, "Was it, or was it just kind of like a, a high from seeing it and not being disappointed?" And when I watched it, and again, the I was drugs. Like, no, it is. It's. It's. I think it's. It's. It's up there. Brilliant. Um, it's Happy one days. of the best Pixar films, in my opinion. 
Holy moly. Delighted to hear it. Woo. Now, uh, a quick recap. We are still trying to work out Rory's example high clue. We fixed the syllables. It's Russia's not happy. They will need eyes of the hawk on top of the world. I am no closer. And while we were listening to Rory's interview, Owen and I were brainstorming about an old 80s cartoon, Brave Star, Eyes of the Hawk, is what we were, we were yeah, dwelling on. Yeah, we were thinking about it. Rory remember. was shaking his head and going, no, it's got nothing to do with so Brave So we, we're going to ask for a gift, can we, can we have a gift, please? Uh, well, we've already spoken about the film in this show. <laughs> film show, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's a, there's a finite number of uh, films that we okay. talk about in every show. I, um, f- I don't know why, but I have a feeling... It is it's tied into... What we're talking a about. A huge thing we've talked about today. The Incredibles. No. Okay. Animation. Animation. On top of the world. It's not an animation film. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh... Up, it's not an animation. <laughs> I, I just wasn't listening to you. I've got it. Finding Dory. Perfect. Um, okay, so it's not an animation. Right. There's anything in there? You'll, right. Okay. Eyes of the Hawk. Eyes of the Hawk. Just turn those words around. Hawkeye. Okay. Hawkeye. Jeremy, Jeremy right. Jeremy Renner. Renner. Jeremy Renner. Russia, not happy. Red Sparrow. He's not in Red Sparrow. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy Renner. Russia's not happy. Don't need eyes of the Hulk. It's like Joel Edgerton. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jesus, brain fart. Jeremy Renner. Okay, on top of the world, Russia's not happy. Jeremy Renner. The town hurt, lock, hurt locker. Um, it's tied geez. in to something big from today. <gasps> something big from today. I'm drawing a complete blank. What else was big today? Our big interview. Okay. Brad Bird. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Oh, it's Mission Impossible, Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, okay, yeah. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we nailed the shit out of that Anyone. one. Didn't Russia's not happy. Right, they go to the Kremlin. They break. They, they blow it up. Okay. They will need eyes of the Hulk. Jeremy Renner. Ah. Yeah. And on top of the world because he claims that it's the Burj Khalifa. The world's tallest building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Class. Ghost Protocol. Do, do, you guys. Yeah. Teamwork. That was the easy example, Hikley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's on to our next uh, review this week. I know how excited uh, Paul is because it's got the rock in it. Don't know if there's a big 50-foot girl in it, but before we hear his review of Skyscraper, which is out in cinemas this week, here's a little clip starring the rock, uh, Nev Campbell, and their two wee babies. Hi, kids. You guys are going to go see Pandas. <laughs> Daddy's gonna go make that bacon. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me. 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 Can't me. Me. Can't me. Me. Confidence. Me. Not confident. Daddy loves who? Me. me. Okay. Okay. You know what? You're both right because Daddy loves you both. Well, I gotta get a chance. <sighs> you fixed it? As always. <gasps> you really do love me. Eh, come on. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Gross. Daddy loves who? That's really upsetting. Daddy loves who? That was a lot of daddy. daddy loves who? Daddy words. Rory was actually squirming in his seat. What is it? Is it just the word daddy you don't it's like? It's been sexualized and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> daddy loves who? Um, um, I will <laughs> jump this fucking <laughs> um, So, Paul, what's the film about? You were mentioning uh, Burj Khalifa there for Mission Impossible, and that is actually mentioned in this film uh, because the skyscraper in question is the tallest building in the world now. The Pearl. The Pearl, that's the one. Uh, the Rock uh, starts film as an FBI agent, and through uh, a course, course of events, he leaves that line of work and ends up working in private security for 
He's potentially working for this gigantic conglomerate over in Hong Kong. Goes for the interview. He knows everything about the building ins and outs, which is going to be helpful because... International terrorists take it over in its bastards corporate espionage and uh, and terrorism to bring it down from the inside. But there's a mole and you have to work out who it is. Wait, like a mole, want, like there was a gorilla in the last one. Mm. They want to bring what down? They the the burn the building down and the owner of this building because he's got some ties that are remain hidden until the end of the film. Essentially, it's Die Hard. The, t- the terrorists and the come in inferno. and they try to knock it down. It's Die Hard meets the Towering Inferno with The Rock in it and I tell you what that's, I'm sold if it's 100%. anyone but The Rock in this film you laugh your ass off this because it's the worst com- it's one of the best comedies you're going to see oh. but only The Rock can actually hold it together <laughs> in an element of plausibility um, I've seen some reviews like uh, they're kind of coming at it from a high angle it's like it's The Rock in a gigantic building and he's jumping off cranes and stuff what did you expect if you go in expecting that type of film you will have a lot of fun on it the, uh, the action's good it's tight um, you know, it's The Rock. He's always brilliant at it. It's directed by your man who did Ro- uh, Central Intelligence and Dodgeball, Ross and Marshall Thurber. My one thing thing from it is that when Die Hard had Rickman, he had all these great supporting characters. The villains in this are so bad that they just you nearly didn't even need them. You know, yeah. they're just so token and just like rent a cop or sorry, rent a villain that they just make no impression. Nev Campbell is very good in it, actually. It's I, good to see yeah, her back up on the big screen. Back, yeah. yeah, I miss I her. I haven't seen Nev Campbell in anything. And there's a guard. She was in House of yeah. Cards, yeah. Uh, and Pablo Schreider is enough who we, we, like, oh, we all like down at these. He's well cast and you've got um, another face, Noah Taylor who's in uh, Game of Thrones and Peaky Blinders. He has that really villainous face. Is he a villain? Oh, I'm not going to give too much <laughs> away but he does have one of those faces. Um yeah, um, he's a good guy. <laughs> it is, it is good at what it is. It is a brainless leave your leave your brain at the door, and you'll enjoy it. Um, but as I said, anyone else, bar the rock, just couldn't pull this off, and he does. And it does feel like a stupid popcorn blockbuster film, which is exactly what it is. Could have used a fifty foot gorilla. Though. Every That's film could have used a fifty yeah, foot gorilla. Rambo with gorillas. Hundred percent uh, is our lesson. Not right. as fun as Rampage, but still pretty fun if you're looking for just an hour and a half. Yeah, because people were pretty um, heavy on Rampage. Yeah, I didn't get it. No, like it was. It's we had a like ball at Rampage. Forty something percent on Rock yeah, Tomatoes, th- which is not th- nice. This one doesn't really knowingly know its kind of limitations in the way the Ramp- Rampage does, and it's the, it is quite the violence is quite good. Mm. Uh, it does get a bit bit heavy at times, but Ooh. Rampage had a kind of tongue in cheek at all times that kind of you rolled with it and you were laughing with it as well because it had the giant monkey that's true and it did have a and it did have a sex sex joke as well yeah that always gets you Paul Um, so that's Skyscraper out in cinemas this week and the last uh, film out of the millions of films that we're reviewing this week is Mm. The Secret of Maribone just before we hear Rory's spooky review here's a spooky clip oh my god spooky we have come very far enduring many hardships at last we found the place where we can be safe so these marabone kids how well do you know them we're good friends they worry me the fact they look so isolated you don't need to be scared tell me that next time you hear the ghost in the middle of the night You 
not really. <laughs> uh, the Secret of Marble. What's the secret, Rory? Did you see Hereditary yet? No. Cool. <laughs> it dropped out of the top ten. It's gone. Yeah, he seen, have a he's seen Sherlock Holmes though. One of though. the better films of of the, the year. year. So I saw the list after uh, Skyscraper and Incredibles Patrick. too, and, and, show, and Show Dogs, and Show Dogs. Yeah, so all those other to. ones. Uh, yes, this is. I think it's just called Marabon here. Oh maybe. really? I'm not okay. sure. Um, it has four kind of youngish kids. Uh, the most famous of which is George McKay, who you would know from. Mm-hmm. Pardon? No, I don't know. I know I'm not from something, though. Oh, right. You know him from uh, Sunshine on Leith? Maybe. You know him from Pride as well? Was he in Pride? I think so. All right. He's a good actor, I could be anyway. mistaken, though. Uh, and they are... They've, they've run away from England uh, to this, like, isolated house in America with their mother uh, to escape from their very abusive, very scary father. And they think they're safe... And they make friends with some of the neighbours, one of which is Anya Taylor-Joy, who mm-hmm. you know from The Witch and uh, Split. Split, Split yeah. as well. Uh, but then the father appears one day and begins to attack the house. And mid-attack, the film just cuts to black. And then we're back in we're back in the house again. And I think it, it's jumped forward about two months, but we're not told what happened Ooh. in that two-month gap. But somewhere in there... A ghost has begun to haunt the house. That's good. That's a good premise. It's a it's a it's a good hook to set it up yeah. on, uh, and it does absolutely nothing with it for an hour and ten <laughs> oh, minutes. No. Uh, it's produced by J. A. Bayona, who we loved from the Orphanage, and yeah. the Impossible, and the Monster Calls, and not loved as much for Fallen Kingdom. Um, and the writer director of this clearly has seen the Orphanage a number of times, uh, and is hoping to recreate that kind of atmosphere. And when the film is trying to be scary, it does an okay job, but the actual scary scenes are very rare uh, spaced throughout it. So it's just kind of this familial drama that every now and again... It's like, oh shit, uh, there's a ghost and there's a loud noise. And then it forgets again for like another 20 minutes. Oh, that's disappointing. Even you describing the fact that the whole screen just cuts to black and then there's no explanation as to what's happened. You're like, oh, that's like, do that early. Get me hooked in there, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a pity. That's yeah, a pity. it is uh, lots of potential. Um, but there is one film in particular that when the ghost started to haunt the house in particular, I was like, oh, it reminds me an awful lot of this film mm-hmm. uh, which if I say the name but you will immediately know no, the what the okay gotcha because uh, it was the from that point on it was like the I, exact I same plot the exact same oh. ending but just knowing Jesus I think I even know what the film is you're talking about don't and say, I haven't even say, seen it, say it. it I can kind of guess <laughs> obviously uh, so that's Marabone or The Secret of Marabone or Marabone Secrets or Mar Secret Bone or whatever the name Show of the bone. film is Show. oh my lord <laughs> yeah. um you sure. done that. <laughs> I was going to say daddy in there somewhere, but I won't, I won't. That's released this week uh, as well. If you can't make it along to the cinema to see any of those films, maybe your daddy won't let you out of the house. We do have a recommendation for you. What is it, and we're daddy? Sticking, we're sticking on the animated I will leave the show. <laughs> um, Sticking with the animated theme, but we're moving away from Pixar. Uh, available on Netflix to watch is one of my favourite uh, animations. It's from DreamWorks. And it was kind of... It wasn't really loved at the time. I don't know if it's loved now. But I remember watching this film in... Uh, the screen one in the Savoy in Dublin. R.I.P. And 
just not being able to stop laughing hmm. and being very very giddy uh, it's Megamind I oh, felt yeah. you were going to say Megamind I, I was like it's either Megamind or oh no Cloudy with a chance to be oh, that is that's super hilarious well. yeah, yeah um, that's genuine it's Miller Lord, Lord isn't it it is yeah. it is but Megamind uh, stars Will Ferrell and Tina Fey so and immediately Brad and Brad Pitt is in there as Metro Man as well it's basically the story of Superman but instead of Superman being a superhero he's a supervillain and he's uh, voiced by Will Ferrell and uh, yeah his character's name Megamind you kind of feel sorry for them uh, the year this came out uh, Despicable Me came out as well yeah. uh, which obviously about a supervillain with lots of minions and in Megamind he has one kind of a henchman called Minion as well yeah. so it just kind of got lost in the, the phenomenon that was Despicable Me but there is a scene where they actually do parody Marlon Brando uh, from uh, the original Superman films and it's that that left me like it's not Will Ferrell as well who does the parody it is do, yeah. do, doing the voice as well so Megamind if you've never seen it it's a brilliant film to, to you know if you're sitting at home uh, three in the morning uh, no friends in your underwear crying yourself to sleep just, just to, to it's just a random example just why a very list my very personality <laughs> <laughs> why list my favourite scenario to watch films in uh, yeah so Megamind it is available like, have you both seen it or yeah I think the, the reason why it didn't do as well is because it was I, I I would love I love watching Megamind but I would not put that on for kids to watch I think it, it would <laughs> fly over their head uh, the majority of jokes in that I think it, the kids yeah, yeah I agree like uh, it is a brilliant animated comedy for 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 us um, and the kids were like where are the minions though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why yeah. aren't they all yellow and jumping around so that's uh, Megamind available to watch on Netflix now it's time for our competition high clue this week uh, congratulations to everyone who got last week's one correct it went as follows uh, sorry for being rude last week anyway in that voice all message. three of you sorry group high clues oh that's right yeah Colin sound, and Patty sound, sound guy well. needs a beeper just mm. for you <laughs> beep, Pop, beep. Pop, Pop, Popeye's partner's chief yeah Bigger would have been better. Stephen steers the ship. I didn't think this is quite. Now, have you got this in the interim? Did I get it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, because you thought it was Hook last week. Oh no, no. Then I thought Popeye, and then I dwelled on it and got it. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, I can see the Hook connections there. All right. Mm. Um, there were a bunch of right answers. Uh, congratulations, congratulations. You're right. To not really. Uh, high clue heroes: Connor Quinlan. Uh, James Wilkins Liam Gallagher not that one we think uh, Ian Boyle Michael Friel and writer of super Irish film grabbers Mr. Kevin Lahan as well Good for him. Uh, bonus points to Philly Byrne for simply writing smile you son of a bitch because of course the film was Jaws so Popeye's partner's chief uh, Popeye is Gene Hackman in The French Connection and his partner in that film is played by Roy Scheider who plays Chief Brody um, in Jaws bigger would have been better is like you're going to need a bigger boat and Stephen steers the ship obviously there's a nautical reference uh, with Jaws and Stephen is Steven Spielberg and so yeah the answer was Jaws I said Philly Byrne uh, just wrote Smiley Son of a Bitch Charlie Cunningham however simply wrote me common I don't know what that means Charlie just me me like the word me me and then the word common that was his answer, but I, I don't, I haven't me seen it. I don't know if it has any sharks in it. Me, I, I don't know what that means. Comments. Maybe he's trying to spell Meg. Very possibly. Yeah. Um, so this week's competition high clue, we do. Oh, what have we got up for grabs? Oh, there are tickets to uh, premiere of 
brand new film Hotel Artemis starring Jodie Foster Jeff Goldblum's in there Charlie Day Sterling, well. K, Sterling K. Brown yeah, uh, yeah so brilliant cast Dave Batista. yeah and the film looks uh, great as well Off but the wall. Uh, have to answer the question up on Joe and here is this week's competition high clue hands at the ready yes, yes. Okay, here we go. Give it to me, Daddy. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> okay, here it goes. It's guns, gum, glasses. So that's it, apostrophe S. So it's guns, as in G-U-N-S, gum, glasses. I think I have this. But go on. Okay. Let's see. Mighty hacker should have ducked. And the final line. French rat killer vents rat killers hyphenated and there's a comma after guns a comma after gum as well so those three lines again it's guns gum glasses five syllables mighty hacker should have ducked seven syllables French rat killer vents five syllables mm, I don't think I have actually no, but you had a wee, you had a wee inkling there. First yeah. of all, a wee tingling down inside yeah. somewhere. I think I might know what the last line is in reference to, but okay, okay, we'll dwell on it. Uh, so that's this week's competition. Hi, dwell so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna dwell the shit out of that. Uh, so join us next week for the answer to that. I think is that everything? Is that everything done? Is that us? Any more bad jokes? Pug, pugative. Pugative. Wasn't pugative. We'll pugative. finish on a pugative note. So uh, I'm going to say something else. Looking ahead to next week, uh, we're going to have reviews of Hotel Artemis. Uh, Mamma Mia 2 is in there as well. Yes. Can't wait for that. No. No. Just Ab- Abba. Abba. Abba's great. Abba our class. You do like Abba, though. Yeah. Everyone yeah. loves yeah, Abba. Who doesn't? How many copies of Abba Gold does everybody have in their house? I think my mum definitely has three or four. Yeah. There, was a, there was a Christmas when uh, there was a lot of a lot of that doing the rounds. There's nobody has under two copies. No. It's always two, two or more. Two yeah, more. It's, uh, yeah, it's up there. That and the, I guess the George Michael collection. There's a few of them. Is he in Mamma Mia as well? I don't think that so. That would be okay. a trick, wouldn't it? <laughs> that certainly would. <laughs> On that note. Uh, listen, we'll chat to you next week. Guys, it's, it's good to be back. Love you both. Mm-hmm. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> don't say what you're about to say